Welcome to the Magnificat Podcast. We are an international ministry to Catholic women. Throughout this series, we will pray together, share insights, and hear amazing testimonies, typically from women of faith who have been touched by the power of the Lord in their lives. This is a decidedly Catholic podcast, and in this series, you will hopefully learn more about the Catholic faith, God, the Blessed Mother, and much more. Thanks so much for joining us. Now let's listen to a great program. In the 1980s, Deacon Ken and Marie Finn felt led to write a Bible study. Along the way, they met and were encouraged by two saints, Pope John Paul II and Mother Teresa. Marie clearly remembers meeting Pope John Paul II. She said that he was so gracious with that beautiful smile he had, and she said he went on to uh, greet Deacon Ken first, and she said, I don't remember what he said to him directly, but when he came to me, I remember him distinctly saying to us, do not get discouraged, finish your work. And then she said he took both of their hands and gave them a blessing. Well, if that were not enough, Mother Teresa uh, goes on to tell them that it is a wonderful work of God, and I assure you of my prayers that you may continue to do this work, which he has entrusted to you with great love. As it turns out, the Bible study, before it was even published, went all over the world through Mother Teresa's order, the Missionaries of Charity, and also the Legionnaires of Christ. This Bible study, the Bread of Life, is a Catholic Bible study. It has the Neil Obstat and Imprimatur and focuses on the readings for the coming weekend. Let's listen now as Marie helps us to hear the word, pray the word, study the word, proclaim the word, and live the word of the Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome to the Bread of Life Catholic Bible Study. The paraclete, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will instruct you in everything and remind you of all that I have told you. John 14, 26. Let us begin with prayer. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Father, I cannot understand your word without your grace. I acknowledge my weakness so your power can reach perfection in me. Send your Holy Spirit to remind, teach, and guide me to the truth. And may I share as soon as possible whatever you teach me. Amen. This is the most holy body and blood of Christ Sunday. The first reading is Genesis 14, 18 to 20. Melchizedek king of Salem, brought out bread and wine. And being a priest of God most high, he blessed Abram with these words, blessed be Abram by God most high, the creator of heaven and earth. And blessed be God most high, who delivered your foes into your hand. Then Abram gave him a tenth of everything. The word of the Lord. Personal. In what way have you been blessed by the Lord, and what have you returned to the Lord? 
Deacon Ken answered, my health and my cynicisms, my hidden anger. And I answered that he has chosen me to be one of his own prized possession. I am truly blessed. I have given him my all, my heart especially, by spending much time with him in prayer and scripture. In an old book, I wrote with home, clothing, food, friends, family, and overabundance of good things. And more than a tenth, but still not enough for what he has given me. The commentary. In today's passage, we see the powerful bond of family ties, which inspired Abram to rescue his nephew Lot from being kidnapped by a powerful, ruthless king of a northern tribe. When Abram learned that his nephew was a prisoner, he immediately tried to help him. Sometime we must get involved in a very painful situation in order to help others. We should be willing to act right away when others need help. Proverbs 24:11. Melchizedek was a holy man whose name means king of justice. He was a priest of the God of highest heaven. He recognized that God was the creator of heaven and earth. Abram knew who he was and was paying respect to him. Abram gave Melchizedek one-tenth of the booty. We see that even in the land of pagan gods, tithing was a customary and acceptable action towards the gods. Abram followed and accepted ancient tradition, but he refused the booty, one from the war. Abram chose to give his share away because he did not want others to think that he went into battle for greedy reasons. Abram wanted others to see that his actions were very just and that his life was centered around his God. Abram wanted people to say, look what his God has done for him. Abram did not want the attention of his victory to be centered on him. He wanted everyone to know that God had won him the victory. When people look at you, they need to see what God has accomplished in you and what he is doing with you right now. The second reading is 1 Corinthians 11, 23 to 26. I received from the Lord what I handed on to you, namely, that the Lord Jesus on the night in which he was betrayed took bread and after he had given thanks, broke it and said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after the supper, he took the cup saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it, in remembrance of me. Every time then you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the death of the Lord until he comes. The word of the Lord. Personal. Each time you receive communion, what do you hand on or pass to others? Deacon Ken, 
the presence and power of the living God. And I answered that, the strength he gives to me. In an old book, I had the love and forgiveness he gives me. Commentary. The Lord's Supper is a visible representation of the gospel, the death of Christ for our sins. It focuses on the remembrance of Christ's death and the glorious hope of his return. In the Catholic Church, we believe in the real presence of Christ in the Holy Eucharist. This worship service is called the Mass, and it is a celebration of word and sacrament. It is also an act of fellowship among all Catholic believers. Our faith is strengthened through fellowship with Christ and with all other believers. What does the Lord's Supper mean? The early church told that Jesus taught us about the Lord's Supper on the night of the Passover. The Passover celebrated deliverance from slavery in Egypt, and the Lord's Supper celebrates deliverance from sin by Christ's death on the cross. All Catholic Christians believe that when the words, this is my body, and take this cup and drink, are spoken, the real presence of Christ appears in the bread and wine to become the body and blood of Christ. When we receive Christ in the Eucharist, which means thanksgiving, at a Catholic Mass, we respond by saying, Amen. This means, I believe it, yes, I am part of the body of Christ. Through this new covenant that Christ has given us, we can now personally approach God and communicate with him. The old covenant was made on Mount Sinai between God and the Israelites and was designed to point to the day when Jesus would come. The new covenant completes rather than replaces the old covenant. We are recommitting ourselves to this new covenant every time we proclaim his holy word and partake of his body and blood at the Catholic Mass. The gospel for this body and blood of Christ Sunday is Luke 9, 11 to 17. Jesus spoke to the crowds about the kingdom of God and healed all who were in need of healing. As sunset approached, the 12 came and said to him, dismiss the crowd so that they can go into the villages and farms in the neighborhood and find themselves lodging and food. For this is certainly an out-of-the-way place. He answered them, Why do you not give them something to eat yourselves? They replied, We have nothing but five loaves and two fish. Or shall we ourselves go and buy food for all these people? There were about 5,000 men. Jesus said to his disciples, I have have them sit down in groups of 50 or so. They followed his instructions and got them all seated. Then, taking the five loaves and the two fish, Jesus raised his eyes to heaven, pronounced a blessing over them, broke them, and gave them to his disciples for distribution to the crowd. 
They all ate until they had enough. What they had left over and above filled 12 baskets. The gospel of the Lord. Questions. What did Jesus say was true food and true drink? John 6.55 says, for my flesh is real food and my blood real drink. What did Jesus say was his food his food was? John 4:34 says, doing the will of him who sent me and bringing his work to completion is my food. What does the Lord give and who does he satisfy? Psalm 145:15 to 16 says, my, the eyes of all looked hopefully to you, and you give them their food in due season. You open your hand and satisfy the desire of every living thing. Personal. How does the food you eat satisfy you? And in what way are you satisfied when you receive communion? Deacon Ken, it nourishes my temple. I know that my mind, my heart, my soul, my spirit is being fed. And I answer that. It gives me the nourishment I need to live. It gives me reassurance that he is with me and strength to fight the evil going on around me. No matter where I go when traveling, I can find a church and go to mass and receive him for the strength in fighting this battle we are in. In an old book I wrote, the food I eat sometimes satisfies me and sometimes it doesn't. Communion satisfies my hunger for love. He fills me with his love. I sometimes go to food and have found it cannot satisfy my hunger. Since I wrote that in an old book, I can look back and see how God has healed me of compulsive behavior through his word and Eucharist. I can't thank him enough for all he has done for me. Just knowing he is with me all the time to give me the desire of my heart for love. I have missed so much the presence of my husband, but the Lord reassures me every day of his presence in the word by talking to me and his presence in the Eucharist when I receive him and become one with him. He tells me he will never leave me and is always here for me. The commentary. Jesus had tried to slip quietly away from the huge crowds and head for the town of Bethsaida, but they found out where he was going and followed him. He knew the people were hurting and had many needs. So instead of showing impatience at this interruption, he welcomed them and ministered to them. When people interrupt your schedule, do you see this as a nuisance or as a reason for your life and ministry? Jesus taught mainly about the kingdom of God, and he stressed that the kingdom was here and now, not some place in time in the future. There are many people today who do not believe that the kingdom of God is real and present in the hearts of those who believe in Jesus. It is as present with us today 
as it was with the Judeans 2,000 years ago. The disciples displayed a typical, logical, human reaction when told to feed the crowd. They took on the responsibility of having to perform the impossible. They felt that what they had to offer was far too little to get the job done. They were right, and Jesus knew that, but he was not depending on what the people thought brought. Jesus was giving simply because he knew their needs and he wanted to meet them. He does that today with all of us. Whatever we have, if we bring it to Jesus, he will give thanks. He will bless it, break it, and share it with others. That is the purpose of our life here on earth. Jesus did not have to feed those people. He could have said a prayer and then sent them away. But Jesus does not ignore needs. He is concerned with every part of our lives, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Today, we are called to continue the miracle of feeding others through him. Our application, the first reading shows Abram's victory was not the battle, but God himself. The second reading explains that amen means, yes, I believe I am part of the body of Christ. We see in the gospel, Jesus' solution is the same today as it was yesterday. Feed them. This week, let the presence of Christ saturate your total being and take the risk to feed your family and friends the food of eternal life. Witness to them about what Christ is doing in your life. Let us pray. Thank you, dear Jesus, for teaching us through your word and Eucharist, your healing power. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful week. To more fully participate each week, you may visit the St. Dismas Guild website at stdismasguild.org. That's S-T-D-I-S-M-A-S-G-U-I-L-D dot O-R-G to either purchase the Bread of Life Bible Study book or download the complimentary lessons. In 1989, Deacon Ken and Marie Finn began this prison, pro-life, and pro-family ministry to remind us that the paraclete, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will instruct you in everything and remind you of all that I have told you. John 14, verse 26. God bless. Thanks so much for listening to this Magnificat podcast. Have you been touched by our time together? If so, for more information or to find a Magnificat chapter near you, go to our website at magnificat-ministry.org. 
or visit us on social media. We would love to hear from you. You can also email us at MagnificatCST at AOL.com or call 504-828-MARY, M-A-R-Y. Until the next time, may God bless you.